Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. If you want to hear more than just this highlight from the program, become a Coast Insider, and you can listen to the full episode plus recent shows covering the mysterious death of Kurt Cobain, the possibility that government may soon reveal the truth about UFOs, and the power of witchcraft as told by an actual practicing witch. Start listening now by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Good evening. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. I'm your host for the evening, Dave Schrader. And tonight, it's a night of fear. Fear, it's, it's a universal human experience. But do we really understand it? If, if we're so terrified of monsters and serial killers, why do we flock to theaters to see them? Why do people avoid thinking about death but jump out of planes and swim with sharks. Well, our guest is here to enlighten us and give us some insights to the science of fear. Margie Kerr is a sociologist who moonlights at one of America's scariest haunted houses, and she has seen grown men cry and push their loved ones aside as they run in terror. And she's kept careful notes on what triggers these responses. She's here with us this evening to uh, discuss fear as a universal human experience. And uh, Margie, thank you so much for being here. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Man, we do love fear, don't we? From the highest roller coasters to horror movies or gorer movies as they've turned into over the last decade here. Why are we so fascinated with putting ourselves in situations that we are terrified or fearful of? Yeah, well, there's a lot of reasons, and it's something that we have done as a species really for most of our our history. If you look back through time, you can find lots of different examples of people uh, choosing to scare themselves, either through telling stories around the campfire or doing things like, you know, sliding down um, hills that are covered in ice. Uh, But we have always kind of found a way to push ourselves in ways that are scary, but also end up being enjoyable or serving some function that ends up being helpful. Um, for example, telling stories around the campfire can serve to teach the next generation about what they should be afraid of out in the wild and how to prepare for it uh, and create that sense of, of solidarity. Um, and it does feel good. There is you know, truth behind the idea of the natural high that happens when we're startled and when we're scared in a relatively safe environment. Then you look at, at things like haunted houses, right? I mean, we put ourselves through traumatic experiences every day, putting ourselves out there to uh, you know, go out and, and push boundaries. Is there something cathartic about a good scare, or is, it, is there more danger involved in putting yourself through those moments of terror? It really depends on the person and their motivation. So we found uh, in my research and, um, and just my observations beyond just the research I've done, that for people who go into a situation looking to get scared, it's, it, it, it can be cathartic and people do feel better afterwards. So for them, it's like uh, running a 5K or um, choosing to to climb, do some rock climbing or doing anything that's challenging and also, you know, pushing us to do something that we're afraid of. Um, Again, within that context of choice and there's that that element of uncertainty. We're not really sure how it's going to turn out, um, but, you know, we're going to, to go ahead and give it a try so it can feel 
um, like a sense of accomplishment when we make it through. And it's crazy because it, it sounds like, oh, well, why would this ever really be something that is cathartic or uh, feels like an accomplishment when you know it's safe or when you know you won't really be hurt? But because the uh, stress reaction, our threat response, that fight or flight response, it feels you know, very real in our body. So making it through it feels like we've survived, um, you know, that, that we did face a, a foe and come out the other side. You know, I, I read an interesting article not long ago that, that talked about a perfect first date is taking somebody on an experience where both of you will feel a sense of fear. And that is because I guess certain endorphins are released during that, that sexually bond people and actually arouse them. Is this something that you're familiar with? Is this part of a, a part of the new science of fear? Yeah, I am familiar with a, a lot of this research, and it's fascinating because there have been a lot of studies looking at how people uh, associate to each other under times of stress and showing that people who have a close relationship when they're stressed together, uh, they do better together. So uh, there are hormones like oxytocin that are released, and that's known as the love hormone or the social bonding hormone. And uh, studies do show that there is a, a closer sense of, of bondedness or um, caring for the other person when, when they're, you know, frightened or in an extremely emotional situation. Um, so it's true to an extent, but what's really interesting is that the opposite can also be true. So just as it can bond people, if there's an underlying distrust or if the person is not someone who is, you know, in your inner circle, um, it can increase defensive behaviors. So um, I always tell people, yes, you know, go do something that's a little scary, a little sexy, but if, you know, it's with somebody that you don't like or you're kind of not sure about, it can actually end up increasing a sense of, of distance. So it, it's, you know, we're thinking that it's working as that uh, kind of chemical level of, of, circling the wagons around those that we feel a sense of closeness to, but also maybe keeping our distance from those we're not so sure about. It is. Fear is a strange thing, isn't it? I mean, the fact that, that you and I could be sitting in the same theater next to one another, experiencing the same thing, and to you, eh, that was nothing. To me, my palms are sweating, my heart's racing, my eyes are dilated, it's, it's always so intriguing to me of how people can perceive different levels of danger or fear so radically different. When you think, you know, this is something that's hitting on all of our natural instincts for fight or flight, what, what divides us? What makes this person totally immune to that and the other person a complete, you know, melting stick of butter in these situations? Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. That you know, this idea, the emotion of fear, is something that we all experience. But when you start getting into the nitty gritty of what it is for each person, uh, it's so different. You know, variation is the norm, and that's what I love about it because you know you can take this same stimulus, say a spider or a horror movie, and see such different reactions. And those differences are reflecting, you know, uh, the individual's past experiences, um, and there, are, there is a genetic component. So, um, you know, some people are more predisposed to be more what's called stress sensitive. So things may land a little bit harder and, um, and cause a bigger splash in their 
um, their systems, so to speak, and others it may just, you know, kind of roll off their back. Um, and, and it does reflect their, their background and culture. You know, we're afraid of different things in the U.S. than in, in Japan or parts of South America, so um, that's going to come into play. And, uh, and the time and, you know, in place and just what's happening right here, right now, uh, that's going to shape the way that we respond in this situation. Um, for example, when I was in Japan and I was looking into a lot of uh, some research about expression and emotion in Japan, it's, uh, there's more of a practice of, um, uh, of n- not being so expressive. Um, but that doesn't mean that people aren't feeling the same kind of intensity uh, inside. They just may not be expressing it the same way. So it really takes on so many different um, layers. Uh, and, and this thing that we think about of, you know, of it being universal is, is just universal and that we all likely get scared, but what's in the ingredients can just vary tremendously. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.